the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and for the next couple hours, we're talking cars. You're more than welcome to join us anytime you want, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And you can get in early. If you get in early, you'll get uh, get online real quick or get um, your question in real quick, 602-508-0960. I have a list of the best car repair shops in the Valley that I've had since 1988. These guys make me proud. All the time, they make me proud. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing's been around since 1970. Brian and Thelma have come from families that have been in the gas station auto repair business since the late 60s, I think, maybe even earlier. So if you're looking for a shop in Mesa that I recommend, Thompson's Auto Repair is the only one. They have ASC certified technicians. Thelma takes care of the front counter, Brian, and sometimes, well, all the books. And Brian works the shop and as well as the front counter. So they're on Main Street just east of Stapley, and it's called Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Okay, so the best shop repairs. Let's talk about that for just a minute. The best car, the best repair shops that you know I'm happy to share with you are guys that are, like I said, really good. So the other day a gentleman calls me. And he has a particular car, and intermittently the dash lights go crazy. So he takes it into a shop, and the shop says that you need a battery and an alternator. I don't remember what the price was, but I'm thinking it was $100, give or take 20 He gave me the information. I just don't remember. So he says, okay. Now remember, battery and alternator. So he says, okay. He gets the car back, and he still has the dash problems. So really and truly, he should go back to the first shop. But we had a talk, and and I asked him some questions like, have you ever had to jumpstart the car? No. Has it ever cranked over really slow like, no. Has it ever gone click, 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 click? No. Have you ever had the headlights change intensity as you rev the motor up? No. Those are all the symptoms you have for an alternator and or a battery. And he has none of those. But he went in for a specific repair and came out with 100 dollars I mean, it may have been 150 200 I don't remember. The alternator was expensive, though. And so was a battery. The idea is, is that he didn't get it fixed. So he gets on the Internet. He calls a couple of shops, and he calls one of my best shops. And he says, you know, have you ever seen this before? And it's an import specialist. And Joel and his staff from Arizona Import Specialist they say, yeah, we have seen this before. And he says, well, if my problem is that, then, you know, what do you do? And he says, well, the module uh, is very expensive, but there's a guy that we've used in the past, 
somewhere else in the United States that's capable of cleaning up the module, fixing the module. He, Whatever he does, he has a magic wand. We send it off, put it back in your car, problem solved. Now, I don't know why the ABS module has anything to do with respect to the dashboard lights, but I don't care. They do. So he says, my car's down there now, and he doesn't give me the name of the shop, and he goes, I'm a little worried. And I said, well, you kind of should be because I would hope that you talked to them about the previous diagnosis, and I hope you said to them, I'm not willing to pay for guesses. I only want to pay for repairs, and on and on and on. I give him the Mark Salem spiel, and he says, fine, I understand. So I said, okay, where's it at? He says, Arizona Board Specialist. I said, Joel? And he goes, yeah, Bill's Beamers too. I said, that's Joel. And he goes, okay. And I said, you're in good hands. He's a guy that can take care of you. He's a guy that knows what he's doing. He's not going to BS you. And if he admitted over the phone that he could tie your dash lights to the ABS module, that's a home run. He's been there. He's done that. So I get an email yesterday from him. that says, I'm on my way home. Dash lights are working perfectly. I'll keep you in the loop. I feel pretty confident that the car's fixed, but he'll check in with me again and again, or I'll check in with him. And if the dash lights last the next two weeks to three to four weeks, then we're home free. That's kind of an unusual repair. That's one of those that not all of us know what to do. I can tell you I didn't. I've never run across that before. But I do have guys that I can call and ask, have you ever seen this before? And it's difficult for you to do that just because we don't know if you're testing the diagnosis of another shop and we don't want to be involved in that. We don't want to say, yeah, that's it, and then find out it's not it. On the other hand, we don't want to say, no, that's not it, when it could be it. So there's a, there's a lot of conflict there with respect to what we can say and what we will say and what we won't say. But anyway, um, it, the bottom line is, is right now we're fixed. And evidently, his email suggested that it's lasted longer than it did before. So the question is, is what do we do now? So he was, he was asking about some pricing issues. And I, I looked at the pricing issues for him, and here was my response. The price on the alternator was fair. But if you believe it was a, a dealer alternator, then it's much more than he charged you. But if he said it's a dealer alternator and he charged you far less, then just ask him for a copy of the receipt from the dealer and scratch out the pricing because then you'll know. And if that part number appears on your work order, then bingo, we're home free. But the dealer list price is a whole bunch more than he charged you. But based on the number of the part number, the the list the list was here, and he charged you a little bit more. So it looked like that he picked the middle out of the dealer maximum price and the independent market maximum price. And some guys are doing that, and I'm not finding fault with that. Uh, our margins in parts are being cut in half, and some of the guys are moving things around um, to enhance the profit margin. And if you think that we're going to buy something for 20 and sell it to you for 80 that's not even close to the truth. Most of us, if we buy it for 20 we're going to sell it to you for 15 16 $17. You can take that percentage and blow it up however you want. But the bottom line is, is it appears the car's fixed. But more importantly, what is he going to do with the other shop? He can't very well go in and say, put my old alternator on because it's gone. He can't very well go in and say, put my old battery in because it's gone. 
what he can say was your repair didn't fix my car and this repair did now clearly I didn't have an alternator problem or a battery problem because you said that would fix my dash lights intermittent and flashing and going away so as a shop owner it's not likely he's going to give him back a hundred two hundred three hundred four hundred dollars it's not likely he's just going to say okay I'll give you all your money back but there might be some kind of a battle but maybe they can come to terms maybe they can come to the middle maybe they can come to something he also has the opportunity if he wants to uh, challenge the payment or question the payment with his credit card company and the credit card company will ask both sides for documentation and stuff and if you write the shop it's not a problem to say hey he had these symptoms and I fixed it with this problem and here's the test results blah 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 in this particular case he doesn't have any symptoms <laughs> I already gave you the symptoms for a bad alternator intermittent alternator or a bad battery it's they're pretty simple so I don't know what's going to happen. 602-508-0960. That's the number to talk if you have a car question. Story number two. A guy call, sends me an email and he says, you know, I've replaced the air conditioning system in my car. And he tells me about all the steps that he did. And he says, and it worked for just a little while and then it quit. And he says, I, I took out the orifice tube that I had replaced and it's filled with metal. So what do I do now? And the orifice tube is a metering device that controls the flow of refrigerant so it's kind of like a dam it slows it down but at the same time it meters a perfect amount so let's on a uh, let's talk about a one to ten scale with one being it meters a little bit and it's plugged <laughs> with metal and ten mean and it is metering exactly the amount it should there's a big difference i want you to picture this little tube that's about as half as long as a pencil and it's about the size of a pencil. It has a screen, a very fine screen, on the left and the right, and inside you can see this little brass tube, and the hole in the little brass tube is about the size of maybe two hairs, human hairs. Now, there's an O-ring in there that separates the two sides. So what that does is, is it meters the flow of refrigerant, and that little brass pipe is what it is. And they come in different colors. So you better get the right color. <laughs> so at the end of the day, he's got half of it filled with metal. And I say to him, you got, there's no choice. You've got to start all over again. You have to flush the system, and you don't have the capability to flush the system. When the first compressor came apart, it's likely that it's, it blew up inside and sent metal throughout the system. Now, we have equipment, and we'll pull the orifice tube out because if it's full of metal, boom, we're done. It, it needs to be flushed. And we always bid it as a flush. Anyway, our industry does that most of the time anyway. So then you go in and you flush everything out, and then you put the new compressor on, and then you put a new orifice tube in it, and it should be fine as long as you put the right amount of Freon in it. But here's the real problem. Here's the pitfall. People don't flush the system. And then when they start up the new compressor, they use the compressor to move this metal around and the compressor becomes the filter, and then the compressor ends up failing because the metal from the old one contaminated the new one. So in the vernacular of the car repair guys, you use the new compressor to flush the system of all the old metal. <laughs> Man, the only reason why we know that is because we've all done it. 
back in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, it, that's the way it was. We didn't understand. So you can't do that because some of the parts people, they don't like that. So you bring back the new compressor and you want another one and this one's failed. And they turn it upside down and they dump out a bunch of oil and it's all filled with metal. Ooh, ooh, you may have a battle on your hands. So those are the kinds of things that you might want, not want to try on your own. You might want to say, um, I'm going to install the compressor, but then I want you to flush it and I want you to fill it. And that might be something, but most of us are going to write on the work order in a very specific way. There's no warranty on this ticket any way, shape, or form because you did the install, and all we did is do the flush and the uh, and the uh, 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 the flush and then fill it to the proper amount. There's a real problem with that. A lot of shops probably won't do that. Um, it's going to depend on who's in front of us that we can decide whether we're going to do it or not. Um, and, and it's the story that's behind it. So when you do it yourself, you always run a risk of failing. And when you fail in the air conditioning arena, it's a big time, big big deal. It's just a big deal. 602 602 is the phone number. And I leave you with this thought. You know, don't wear your seatbelt. Don't worry about it. You're never getting get a crash. And if you do get in a crash, you're going to look fine with stitches all over your face. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundphoenix.com. Surroundphoenix.com. Connecting you with new customers. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T. 
F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. Or S, speech difficulty. Then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs. Face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Patriot app tip number two. Set the Patriot as an alarm clock. Open the app, click in the upper right-hand corner, and select alarm clock. It's that easy. And now you'll wake up to the Patriot. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Don't miss a thing with the all-new Patriot app. Just visit your app store and download today. 20 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, my name is Mark Salem, and this is KKNT. Real quick, Kurtz Auto Repairs at I-17 in Bell Road. I promise you, within a three-mile radius, there probably isn't a shop with the experience, the knowledge, the honor, the ability to fix your car right. So if you're anywhere near I-17 in Bell Road, northeast corner, they work on both domestic and import, both gas and diesel. And if you don't have a shop, may I suggest you just get an oil change from them and see how they treat you. One other thing, and then we're going to take callers. And these are funny things that I've thought up over the years. Don't insist other people wear their seatbelts in your car. Heck, no one will get hurt in the car as they fly around the inside of a car during the crash. (laughs) And these are things that you can just kind of visually and, and imagine. Debbie, good morning. How can I help you? Okay, I have a 1994 Lexus. Took it in for its emissions test, and it failed. Then they gave me the name of some shops. I went. I was very upset. I went to the shop. They looked at it, and they said to me that it needed a uh, catalytic converter, and they gave me the name of somebody. I went there, got the catalytic converter, put it in, and then he said, make sure you run the car a little bit. Don't go cold. I said, okay, because I'm only just a short place from the admissions place. I did that. I go there and failed again. Now, we didn't want to go back to the same shop. I went somewhere else, and they told me my car is too old, so I had to go somewhere else. They said it needs an um, EGR part and the solenoid, but the solenoid is no longer available. I don't know what to do. I mean, okay, well, did it really I mean, need a catalytic converter, or didn't it? You know what know. I'm saying? Well, I, could you have your emission sheet in front of you? Uh, yes, and it failed. Uh, this time it failed worse. Than it did the last time. It's only okay. one part, and there's no search engine light because they all okay. tell okay. me that. Okay, <laughs> Debbie, Debbie, it's my turn to ask questions. Okay. Okay, I got your car. Did you fail C O H C N O X? Just the N O X. Okay, and what was the before reading, and what was the after reading? Okay, the first one was um, here it is. It was four point three seven. Okay. And now it's seven point one three. Okay, and what's the limit? Two. Okay. Um. You know, it, it, it is true that um, more than half of the NOx failures have to do with a catalytic converter, but the other half don't. 
And so <laughs> um, it's unfortunate. And then as far as finding parts for a 94 car and all that kind of stuff, it's my opinion that many people say that because they don't want to work on the car and they don't have the technicians that are gray-haired enough to fix the car, diagnose the car. So it's my opinion. And, and really and truly, I want to tell you, I promise you this, it's been, it's been years since our part department couldn't find a part. Just years. And we're looking at carts for 62 Corvairs and stuff like that. It's just a talent to find in the part. And it's a talent to find in the original part number and then kind of crossing it over. <laughs> and there's a lot of places that you can call and lean on that can, that can help you and guide you. Because the, the part wasn't made by Lexus. The part was made by some other company and put in a Lexus box. So all i got to do is find out who, who made it. As far as the car is concerned... Um, Clearly, the NOX uh, was worse the second time around, yeah. but I, I, I do think that because it went worse, and forget the catalytic converter uh, right now, it, it would indicate that you might have been running through the line closed, or cold, I should say. So whatever happens in the next time you go, I want you to park your car, put it in park, and hold your RPM up. Do you have a tachometer in the car by chance? Uh, yes. Okay, I want you about 2,000 RPM. Oh, okay. I want you to hold it there, 2,000 RPM. Now, if you want to waste your free test or your next test, you can go do that. But just keep the car running and keep that. And if you go 22, 2400, I don't care. I just want you to keep stay on the throttle. What part of town do you live in? In Chandler. Okay. <sighs> Who? Um, where in Chandler? <laughs> just give me a, a cross in street. South Chandler, down by Riggs. The okay. fellow that I took it to the second time, he did have a machine sent up from Tucson to check it. So I do trust that mechanic. I felt, you know, he went out of his way to try to find the problem. And right now with the pandemic, can't afford to get another car. So I yeah. just like, I need to hang on to this for a little bit. Okay. Um, okay. First of all, the machine doesn't tell you what's wrong with your car. The machine allows you to go in and peek around. So you look and this sensor is supposed to be 0.3 and you know it's supposed to be 0.3 and it really is 0.9. And and that difference of 0.3 to 0.9 is an NOx creator. So you go in and you look at the data, you look at the numbers and then you can kind of figure it out. If you like him and he, and he impressed you then I would strongly suggest you go back to him. Okay. I would I would okay. say this. I would say I didn't do it um we you know we failed and um and so what i'd like to do is is i i'd like you to look it over again but i'd like you to not charge me a diagnostic time mm -hmm. and and then i'd like you to call me with an estimate but but i'm going to be saying to you is this a fix or a guess is this a fix or a guess oh okay okay because i don't want to pay for guesses how right. much was the catalytic converter Luckily, it was less than two hundred dollars, not two thousand. Like I got three other estimates. <laughs> okay. Did what? Could it have been used? Uh, he said that I should drive the car and a couple hundred miles. That I shouldn't have just you know and to run it. But he said no. He said that shouldn't have been the problem. Okay. He said it was okay. It's it's used. <laughs> it's used. Okay. It's, it's okay. used. All right. Um, you know, one of the last things you can do is this. Go down to the auto parts store or go to a Harbor Freight and buy yourself a temperature gun. Okay. It's a little handheld thing. Go drive it on the freeway. 
Now, you're going to have to wear some Levi's for this deal, okay? You're okay. not going to do it in a dress. And you're going to pull off at Riggs Road. And then you're going to just get underneath, and you'll be able to see the catalytic converter or have them pointed out to you. And I okay. want you to gun the front pipe about 12 inches away. It doesn't have to be exact. Just about 12 inches away. Pull the trigger. There's a little red button. Put it right on the front pipe of the catalytic converter. Look at the number. Then go to the back one and light it up. Okay? Oh, okay. I need to know that's, it, that's lighting up. I need to know it's burning inside there. Okay? There's going to be oh, okay. a big difference in the two of those. Oh, so, so, okay. Um, or have him do it. Mm-hmm. You say, hey, I want you to, I, I read this on the Internet. Don't say the guy on the radio said that. I read it on the <laughs> Internet. We need to make sure the catalytic converter is lit. But I can assure you, if it's a 2,000 catalytic converter here, it ain't a $200 one there. Now, last but not least, if you want to check have the catalytic converter um, tested, I want you to do this. Call Mesa Muffler. Mesa Muffler. Went. Huh? That's who put in my that's who put in my catalytic converter. They were highly okay. recommended. <laughs> okay, and they are recommended. So you need right. to go back and have them look at it again. Oh, okay. Just say to them, with all due respect, I'd like you to look it over, and um, I'd like to see if uh, if maybe it's not working or whatever. Would you please look it over for me? That's what okay. I would say. I've been doing business with Mason Muffler. It's been through three generations, but I've been mm-hmm. doing business with them since the late sixties, and um, I have all the faith in the world. I don't know. I'm gonna. I don't know why they'd put a used one on there. But two hundred dollars might even be that they fixed something. So I. I don't know. But anyway, you go back. For as far as Chris and, and Daryl, please stick around because we're gonna do about another three minute break or four, and then we're gonna come back to you. So Chris, your first, Daryl, your second. I promise. It's 29 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. I got to be on the 30 mark here in just about 40 seconds. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. That's the number. And real quick, Automatic Transmission Exchange is on 40th Street in Washington. He knows transmissions. He's the only transmission shop in my best car repair shop list. Phil's been around the block. You can look at him and talk to him and know that he knows transmissions from your gra- that your grandmother and your grandfather drove. So he's been around the block. He knows what he's doing. He's an honest guy, but automatic transmission exchange, we call it ATE, 40th Street in Washington. My, Mar- my Mark Salem will be back. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. 
Larry Elder here. Now, if you know me and listen to my show, you know how important my new movie, Uncle Tom, is for me personally, but also for our culture. That's why I'm coming to Phoenix October 29th to speak to you at two private screenings of Uncle Tom at the AMC at the Arizona Center. This is a -a one-of-a-kind experience, a conversation you won't get anywhere else, and Uncle Tom viewing, and you'll leave with your own copy to share with a friend. Go to 960thepatriot.com for tickets. 960thepatriot.com. Sponsored by Guns, etc. You've heard all the lies about President Trump, but the truth is he's the most effective conservative president America has had in decades, and every lie they spread about him is targeting you. This is Kurt Schlichter, and my new book is called The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. My book debunks the lies and reminds us why we need Trump and his will to fight and win against the left. It's the most important book of the year, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You by me, Kurt Schlichter. Get it at Amazon or wherever books are sold. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. The following is an editorial opinion from the owners of this station and Jim Ryan. Hi, this is Jim Ryan, general manager here at 960 The Patriot. Martha McSally is in a tight race to continue her service on behalf of our state, and we cannot lose the Senate. Once again, Arizona is being asked to help save the conservative cause and everything we cherish from freedom to independence. That means Arizonans are being called. That means you and me. If justices like Amy Coney Barrett matter, if the pro-life cause matters, if fewer regulations and lower taxes and more growth matters, you better believe this election matters and the Martha McSally race matters. Senator McSally has served the nation well with her groundbreaking 26 years in the Air Force. She represents our state and our values well. And critically, Martha McSally is pro-life. We need to stand up for the cause and answer the call. We need a voice like Martha McSally in the Senate. Learn more at McSallyForSenate.com. Thank you. All about that demon, all the more- 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, I'm going to do just exactly what I promised and take Chris first. Chris, good morning. Good morning. How can I help you? Okay. Um, one of my service trucks is a Ford F-250. It's a 2014, and I've been having a computer problem, which uh, affects the dash and operation, and then intermittently it will not start. And I've, I've taken it, I've always thought computer problems I should take to the dealer, but I've taken it to three dealers, and the, the problem is when it's happening, it happens, but when they leave it sit for a while, it doesn't. And same thing happens to me when I drive it. But, and I need to know if you could advise me on someone who can take my problem as it happens 
and do I is it the best idea to go to the dealer with this type of problem? Well, I can answer both questions or three of them. Um, I know somebody that uh, can handle this. Intermittent problems are tough, and yeah, I we know can't, I'm a mechanic too. <laughs> yeah, we we can't drive the car and put a you know a hundred and twenty five dollar an hour technician in your car, and then when it happens, we can't drag our qu- equipment behind us. Um, so what you're looking for is someone who's seen this before, somebody who's fixed this before. And I suggest the only option you might have is at the dealer. I think Sanderson Ford has the best line of technicians um, that I know about. I work with insurance companies a lot, and, and all my stuff is mechanical. And I know that I've sent some Fords that had fires. I sent some Fords that wouldn't stay running. I've sent some Fords that have been in an accident because something happened. And I've always been pleased with the response from Sanderson. So I don't want to do a commercial for Sanderson like I just did. But if you were my best friend or my brother and I really did love you, then I'd send you to Sanderson. My problem is it's been at Sanderson for two weeks. <laughs> well, that explains and everything. They just, they just spoke. They just told me yesterday that they looked at it and it wouldn't do anything. And I said, well... You missed the boat. You know? Well, no, it's it, no. That's like it's not fair to hold them to your standard like that. Intermittent problems are tough. If we drive your car and you have a vibration and we put a hundred miles on it and and we don't have the vibration, we can't fix what's not there. Yeah, but, when it is uh, when it is happening, I bring it to them and I say, "Come on, can you take a drive with me right now? It's happening." Okay. And they'll get in it and they won't be able to start it or whatever if they do it right now but okay let's work on the starting problem first okay mm-hmm. I, you know i this is one of those phone calls that everything i say i uh, we're going to have this tennis tennis game when it doesn't start does it crank and it doesn't catch no it does nothing okay well i'd no. work on that first i'd probably mm-hmm. work on that first you need to go to faq28 at marksalem.com now, if you're a mechanic, you may know all the... May I, may I'm a refrigeration mechanic, though. <laughs> okay, 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 fair enough. Go to FAQ 28. It talks about looking at the headlights. You can put a voltmeter on it on your truck. Mm-hmm. You, you've got voltmeters. I'd run two long leads from the batteries and bring them inside and put your voltmeter on there, and we need to know what the voltmeter is when you hit the key, and mm-hmm. it doesn't start. Is it 200 amps? Is it drop the voltage below 9.6? There's all that kind of stuff. So let's work on the no start and forget the other stuff, and let's just get the mm-hmm. truck dependable, and then we'll go on. Who knows if the no start fixes the problem? But you say it doesn't do anything. You hit the key, and it doesn't do anything. There's no click, nothing. Yeah, it does It 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 does what it does when I'm driving, and it happens. When I'm driving, and it happens. The whole dash lights up, every light on the dash. Forget that. And, and forget I get that. I'm saying let's work on the no start. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got two choices. You you can you can go any place you want, but my suggestion is is let's work on the no start. Forget the dashboard lighting up. Forget all that other kind of stuff. Let's get the no start and let's see if that there's a cause and effect. So that's what I would do, Chris. That's my best advice. Daryl, you're up next. How can I help you? Morning. Thanks uh, for taking my call. You bet. So. First of all, I apologize if I cough to you. I'm dealing with the COVID uh, complications here. But, no, uh, no, no, no. <clears throat> um, last year, uh, I broke down and I bought a uh, hybrid. I got a 2015 uh, Ford C-Max. 
down because my commute got much longer. And I was working really well, but uh, earlier this spring, it's been back in March, um, the AC fan uh, started working intermittently. So I, uh, after a couple hours of uh, frustrating work, I was able to get into the dash and, and replace that blower, get it all back together, but um, didn't take my time and uh, ended up uh, unplugging the control module that's behind the uh, passenger side airbag without disconnecting the battery because I couldn't find a battery in this stupid car. Okay. But uh, um, after that, put it all back together. Now, um, after the car warms up, um, the car will just rev uh, almost uncontrollably, uh, just barely hit the accelerator, and it'll go up to you know 4,000 RPMs revving up, but not accelerate. Um, and the gas mileage, of course, is about two-thirds of what it should be because it keeps doing that while I'm driving. I did take it into the uh, dealership, the Ford dealership that's close to my house here. Um, first time, they really couldn't find anything, and then uh, he said he just ended up, you know, and I told him the whole story about I thought the control module was probably whacked. He uh, said he cleared a bunch of codes off of the control module and uh, said it was fine. Went and drove it for a week. exact same thing was happening. Took it back in. Second time I took it in, unfortunately, I think they spent all their time trying to prove to me that it was normal, even as far as taking a uh, an employee's car and testing it to see if it acted the same. Okay, so I, I just I went and got it from them, and and uh, obviously it's it's not fixed. So okay, uh, let me ask you some questions. Did you drive sure. your employee's car? No, I did not. Okay, so they say they did. Yeah, and they said. And, and so you got to narrow the story down for me. You got a high idle? Is that the issue? It's got an uncontrollable idle. It just it'll rev up and it'll bounce. It'll rev when I accelerate. It starts to rev up really high. And if I'm driving at a constant speed without acceleration, it'll bounce about 500 to 1,000 RPMs from wherever it's at. Forget the tachometer. Can you hear and feel the RPM yeah. change? Okay. Yeah, I can. Okay. I I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, you've got so many moving parts in there. Um, you're assuming that the control module's bad because you forgot to unplug it, and, and I would suggest that that's not the case at all. I don't know if it's a control module. I, evidently, nobody else does either. Um, I, I just, I don't know. There's a couple of shops in town that profess to be hybrid um, guys. If you'll send me an email, mark at marksalem.com, mark at marksalem.com. I don't have the information in front of me, but there's a guy that works on Priuses on Washington Street or Jefferson Street, probably 20th, 20th Street. And um, we've called him a couple of times and asked him for help, and in both times he's been able to help us. But don't think that you're going to call him and he's going to talk to you over the phone with this because, I mean, sure. talking to me and talking to you is two different things. Absolutely. So um, yeah, send, me the e send me an email, mark at marksalem.com. And I'm going to send you to him first. Meanwhile, I'm going to make two calls on your behalf and talk to two shops and see if anybody wants to take a look at this. But um, it's not going to be easy. Your hybrid isn't even 1% on the cars on the road. And oh, there's, yeah. no, there's not a lot of guys that have experience with them like we do Chevy, Ford, Honda, Toyota, Dodges, that kind of stuff. So yeah, or send doesn't me an email. Even make this car anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a problem too. Anyway, thanks, Daryl. 602 
602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. 602-508-0960. Don't let it bother you that I'm zero for two, okay? (laughs) Actually, zero for three. Don't let it bother you. I'll do the best I can for you. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Jerry Boyer. This election year, your vote is more important than ever. Be sure to register and vote. Our country's future depends on it. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, America, red, blue, and at the crossroads, author and commentator Lowell Ponte will discuss the unprecedented divide that separates the two Americas and discuss the implications of their ideological underpinnings. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. America, welcome home the brave. The brave men and women who serve their country are coming home. Home to their cities and towns. Home to their mountains and valleys. Home to their families and friends. Home to America. Some of these warriors are coming home with wounds you can see, and some with wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Wounded Warrior Project was created to provide the support these wounded veterans need to ensure their return to America is well-adjusted and successful. But we need your help to ensure that our mission is a success. Help us honor and empower these wounded warriors. Contact us at findwwp.org. America, welcome home the brave. I'm a veteran. My victory was admitting I had PTSD and getting help. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I no longer see it as a weakness, but as a sign of strength. I call it post-traumatic growth. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran. I lost both legs in Vietnam. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was getting my benefits and a good education. I'm a veteran. When I got out, I felt like nowhere was safe. My victory was finding the help I needed. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Thanks to DAV, now I feel like I'm human again. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. So, you know, I'm a dog and I'm kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket. But it's always the same basket and it's always the same place. And then they act so surprised when I find them. But I'm like, hello, that's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at hide-and-go-seek. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. Well, welcome back, everybody. Larry Harker's Auto Repair is at 38th Avenue in Indian School. They've been around a very, very long time. Since 1967, Bob and Ellen run Harker's Automotive, and they know what they're doing. And Bob and Jeremy, the two technicians, are some of the best I've ever met, and I would 
I would even go as far as to saying that Jeremy is better than I ever have been. Ever have been. He may not have the communication skills I have, but he's a better tech. So if you're th near 38th Avenue in any school for an oil change all the way up to every time I honk the horn, my car backfires, then I would certainly go to Larry Harker's Auto. Alan, I'm going to take you real quick. Uh, I, no, Alan, I'm going to take you. Thank you for holding. How can I help you? Yeah, long-time listener and third-time caller. Thank you. <laughs> I, have a, uh, I have a Ford at, at uh, 150 it is 2002, and I have this uh, airbag light on, and he's, he doesn't want to come off. And the uh, 2002 doesn't have a switch on and off switch on the dashboard where you can turn it on and off, and it just stays under the, my uh, on my on my console. Yes, yes. Uh, okay. Um, how many miles are on it? I got a. Uh, one hundred seventy-five. Okay, um, you know how the steering wheel turns, right? And there's wiring. Yeah. There's a wiring harness that goes to the steering wheel. Well, we have to have the way to spin the steering wheel, but not wind up the harness. Okay, so we have a device in there that allows us to spin the steering wheel, and it has different contacts on it, and the contacts touch another plate. And those two guys stay together, okay? So it's called, and and I'm quite sure that your airbag um, has got a break in that system. And so this is a repair that we do all the time. So we're going, it's called a clock spring. And so uh -huh. we're going to verify that the clock spring is bad. Then we're going to take the steering wheel off. We're going to install a new clock spring, put the, yeah. put the new harness in, and you're done. Now, let me also tell you that when the light's on, it's yellow, right? Correct. Okay. Yellow means caution. Yellow doesn't mean stop your car. But when your airbag light is on, it's not going to work. So it's yeah. something that you need to get done sooner or later. But I don't want you to go in there and tell him. Mark Salem said it's the clock spring. I want you to go in there and say, wow. take a look at my truck. I got 175,000 miles on. The airbag light is on. What's your diagnostic fee? and then you'll call me with an estimate. Now, most of us will give you a range, and what we're doing is we're bracketing the number we think it's going to be. So if we think it's going to be $80, we're going to say to you, oh, 70 between 70 and 100, okay? Gives yeah. us a little bit of wiggle room. Now, we, if we come down at 70, we're a hero. If we don't, then, yeah. you know, it's that way. Do you have a shop that you go to regularly? No, I, I, I used to when I had my diesel, but this is a, this is a gap now. Okay. And because uh, I got rid of my diesel. Okay. And uh, I think you could go to a diesel shop for this because the airbag in your gas truck is the same as a airbag in a diesel truck. So if you have a diesel tr shop, then uh, I would go to them. What part of town do you live in? I live on uh, just up northern and uh, northern and I seventeen. Okay. Well, there's Kurtz at I-17 and Bell, and there's Action Auto at Deer Valley and Bell. So either uh, one of no them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this on a scale of one to ten, this is a four. Okay, this ain't a big uh -huh. deal. So, anyway, well, good luck to you, Alan. What, Thank what you. would a thing like that cost, my roughly? You know, back. I'm not that good on on clock springs. I'm gonna guess that uh, um, I would say between one seventy five. 
And uh, hold on, hold on. Between 175 and 250. I don't know if it's a tilt wheel, and I don't know how much damage there is inside there. And I'm assuming the airbag is going to work when we're done. So all we got to do is fix the clock spring, turn the key back, or put the battery back together, turn the key on, go drive it, the airbag light goes off, boom, we got it. Got so you, my that's man. Okay. Well, once Th- again, thanks a lot. I mean, you've helped me out a few times. Well, thank you. Thank you for those kind words. We're going to a six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Got five lines open. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Debbie had a Lexus and she had an emissions problem. And somebody put a catalytic converter on it. Then it it still didn't pass emissions. The best advice to recap is Debbie: We need to keep that car hot while it's in lane. So when you're down there, keep the RPM up there around 2,000 RPM. We had Chris with an F450 or an F250 with dash lights and a no-start condition. I give, gave him advice that we just need to deal with the no-start condition first. We need to figure that out first. That We can install some really cheap equipment to just monitor the voltage, but he's an air conditioning guy and mechanical air conditioning guy, so he should be able to hook up a voltmeter, and the voltage should not drop below 9.6, and there should be a difference between 13, and when it cranks over, it might go to 11 or 10 or 11. That's normal. We don't want it to go to zero, and we don't want it to go to nine, and we don't, and but we want the needle to move. With that kind of conversation then it makes it a lot easier for us to uh, kind of get it together. Daryl had a hybrid, and Daryl, I don't know if you're listening or not, but I found the uh, the hybrid expert's uh, name in my phone because I put him under Prius. And uh, his name is Dave, and the, uh, the phone number is 602-244-9005. Now, when you call him, you can say Mark Salem sent you, but I don't take the bird dog fees. So he's not going to pay me to send you to him. I don't take that money. So I'm sending you to the very best place I can think of, and hopefully he'll have a clue or he'll know someone who's really good with your uh, your hybrid Ford. So that's how we'll do it, 602 I'm going to cover a couple of things. that This is the list of things you should not do according to Mark. <laughs> Don't pay attention to the, the train crossing lights and arms. You know, just try to get there faster than the arm falls down, okay? It's more fun to get, on, get in between the two arms and have to get out of your car in 1.1 second before the train runs over your car. So <laughs> just if that gives you some kind of a visual in your head, you got it. You get in between those two arms, you better get out of that car because your car is going to be turned to toast here in a minute. Now, this one is the one that one of my employees gave um, because he had just come from the traffic survival school. He says, don't drive the speed limit. You can meet some hot chicks at traffic survival school. <laughs> And you could say you could meet some nice guys. You could do whatever you want. But if you don't drive the speed limit, you're ultimately going to be at traffic survival school if you haven't already had a ticket. And it's no fun to sit in those schools. And um, last time I was there, the guy next to me had evidently come straight from the bullpen 
because I recognize the smell of cattle. <laughs> and I, I probably wasn't the only one that smelled it, but I was probably the only one that recognized the smell as coming from cattle. 602 We've had lots of weird cars lately, and as you can see, the first three callers here were really kind of things I've never seen or heard before. What has to happen in these ones is we have to have communication, and we, we, we give you something to do, and then we ask you to give us an answer. And, and, and if, we're really, if we're really seasoned and we have gray hair, we're going to say, the answer is yes, no, or I don't know. Don't forget the I don't know. And I can tell you unequivocally that 8 out of 10 success stories have to do with a lady. Because ladies don't want to banter with us. Ladies don't want to argue with us. Ladies can follow directions a lot better than some men. Not all men, but some men. It depends on how long you've been married. (laughs) But the idea is it's a give and take. That's what's important. A give and a take. We got a caller. Who might that be, Gil? Say hello to Lisa. Lisa, how are you today? Good. How are you, Mark? Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Hey, um, I have a, a 2018 Dodge Caravan, and it was in an accident, and God fixed it and everything, but the lane changer light doesn't come on. And I called the shop, and they said, did you turn it off? I said, I don't even know where it is. How could I? T-? I didn't turn it off. So can you turn that on? Um, I don't know the answer to that, but I think that was a terrible response. Um, I think let's fix their terrible response, and you call them back and say, I'd like to stop by, not on Monday morning or Friday night, that's a bad time for obvious reasons, but I'd like to stop by and have you show me where to do that, okay? I think that's the easiest and the path of least resistance. Now, here's plan two. Plan two is get into your owner's manual, and if there's a switch, it'll be described on one of those pages in the owner's manual, but I want to tell you something. If there's a switch, I don't think I've ever heard of a switch on the airbag where we can disable the airbag. Now, it's true when the light comes on, the airbag is disabled. But if you did no, your no, airbag... No, I'm not, talk- I'm not talking about the airbag. There's a little thing in the mirror for changing lanes. Okay, you're right. somebody is in your lane. Okay, okay. And, and you're right. I don't right. have the right name of it. No, no, I was I was wrong. You're right. I was wrong. I went on the airbag thing, and I heard you say specifically lane avoidance. Let me ask you a question. Um, when you were hit, where were you hit in the car? Front. I hit somebody. Okay, okay, good enough. Um, and this is a light that wasn't on before. No, it did work before. Okay, but now it's on all the time? No, it doesn't come on at all. So at all. Somebody okay. in the next lane, I the light doesn't come on. Okay. Then I'm going to back up. We need to check the owner's manual first because there might be a button that allows you to disable the lane avoidance. Um, and if not, you can take it to your local garage and ask them to look. I think you should look in the owner's manual as well. That will tell you if there is a lane avoidance disable. Um, and And then on the other hand, you could stop by the shop that did the work and ask them to deal with that. And the other possibility is is you talk to your insurance agent and say, this is something that wasn't fixed 
as a result of the accident and I'll tell you why I know that is because I didn't have this problem before the accident and maybe your insurance company will step up and help you identify the cause of this and get it fixed for you. We'll be back in about 10 minutes. <laughs> 